You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, November 5th. 2018 you're listening to episode 336 my name is rob jason's here too we're hello back in the basement back in the studio in the recording booth sounding it, good and sexy doing it the way we like to do it yes we're gonna we are gonna commit to do more episodes like this going forward how does yes. that sound to you that sounds great to let's me. let's do that great. we're gonna we're gonna, tr- we're gonna try and minimize our uh, our out of studio recording in the future yes to be to be yep. few and far between yeah, yeah. Uh, with the exception of any stuff we do at like conventions oh yeah, stuff. yeah. screw yeah. you guys if you're not okay with that those yeah. are the best episodes right the best builders yeah who's that little purple guy you got there little purple guy this the, yeah so, the, oh that's one of the D yeah, with the sword okay. in his head yeah the bad mold yeah, right yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah, little D and D minis. Oh this, man, that's my favorite D and D mini ever. The uh, the land bullet. shark. I think it's the bullet. It's called bullet. Uh, yeah, but it's a land shark. Basically, yeah. anybody that played old school D and D knows about it. This is. I was saying that. Uh, I think maybe I told you this last time. I think you did. If yeah. I, if I want to play kids on bikes with my kids when they get a little yeah, older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this spoiler alert, kids, if you're listening to the podcast, they shouldn't be because I don't want them to listen to this garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got better things to do with their lives. I hope so. They're four and six. Come on. Uh, I this will be the monster that they're fighting. Yeah, like it's gonna be a little land shark. Cause good. That I mean, don't you wish Stranger Things had these things? It's I mean, cool, like yeah. it would come right out of the ground, right, right out of the under, yeah. upside down. Yeah. it'd be great. It's so, neat. It's yeah. Neat. That's my favorite D and D monster ever. It's a good one. It's, it's good right one. up there with the Terrisk. Remember the Terrisk? I don't remember the Terrisk. So the Terrisk was like this ultimate, ultimate um, uh, bad guy. It was like this big behemoth, and he um. Uh, he was gargantuan, I think, uh-huh. size-wise. His tail could like his tail or his claws. Some some of his attacks were vorpal attacks. You know what that okay, means, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if he rolls a twenty, he decapitates you and you right. just die. Right. So that sucks yeah. for you. Um, but we actually the D and D campaign we played the the characters were so overpowered mm-hmm. that at twentieth level. One of our friends' characters, we did a solo battle, uh-huh. and he beat the Terrisk. Nice. Um, but he didn't. I mean, like, the, the characters were too overpowered, right? Yeah, yeah. At one point, that character was like a vampire or something. It was really weird. Hmm. Um, so, uh, right so, on. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, favorite D&D monster. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. I'm, I would love to hear what your favorite D&D yes. monster is. This is a fun game. It Let's is. Let's just do this. My, mine was always the Displacer Beast. Oh, Yes. Yes. When I was first playing, uh-huh. I was obsessed with the Displacer Beast because I yeah. really wanted a Displacer Cloak. Yeah. Like okay. that was what I always wanted was a sure. Displacer Cloak. Yeah. 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 The giant black cat with two tails that shoots electricity and can go invisible. Yeah. 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 They're so cool. I have, um, next time you're here, mm-hmm. I may I may even have an extra one. If I do, I'll let you have it. What? I have, it's, I think it's smaller than this, Yeah. but I have a Displacer Beast miniatures. They nice. look really cool. They have the tentacles. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's I'll cool. see if I've got them. Yeah. Yeah, I was like displaced. But I was like the thing for your desk decoration. Yeah, I was like the mind flayer too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah right, mind flayer's yeah. cool. I never actually played a campaign with one in it, but I, you know, reading about the monster, I was like, oh, that's a that's a cool thing. It's not really a monster. He's right, they're like right. you know, they're I mean they're intelligent characters. They're not just monsters, but right. Yeah, my my favorite campaign I ever ran um, as a DM, and you know what, listeners, if you don't want to hear this, I'm sorry, but I'm going to talk about it because it was fun. It revolves around oh. mind flayer. So. Um, 
it was a we had just gotten the monsters the hero monster book mm-hmm. where basically you could like make it was how to make uh, hero classes out of monsters right so you basically look in the monsters manual pick what you want to be and then um, you uh, from there would just mm-hmm. make your character like normal mm-hmm. so the ones the the choices that the characters made was um, the one guy was an angel not like actually an angel there's like a name for it but yeah, basically yeah, yeah. he was a winged creature sure a, a diva I think he was a diva, diva? Okay. yeah I think so D-E-D-A. that sounds right yeah um one of them was a uh, um, a fairy, like a sprite type okay. person. Okay. Uh, and then uh, my wife actually played it. She was a Rakshasa. Rakshasa. Which is a tiger person with the backwards hands. Remember them? The, oh, they had backwards yeah. hands for like no reason. For no reason at all. But it looked yeah. really weird in the pictures. Yeah. So um, so anyways, they were, uh, this, this is a simple setup for the story. They were all captured and on like this circus train thing, but not a train, like a mm-hmm. circus caravan mm-hmm. with these magical things. And they're all like level one. Yeah. Um, and as part of the journey on this circus thing, they go through this portal mm. to take basically a shortcut through another world, right? Yeah. In the multiverse, right? Sure. But this other world, as soon as they get there, the mind flare, who's one of the things, breaks oh. free, oh. stops a bunch of the bad guys, and these three guys run away and don't know what to do. And there's this big obelisk in the middle that's got uh, uh, 12 names of, of different things, and mm-hmm. they're not sure what they mean, but they're houses, the house of this, the house mm. of that. And they're like, that's really weird. So um, they go to this town and this dude's like, hey, you know, I can give you a job and stuff. So he gives him a job and then he like gives him materials. And he's like, build yourself a cabin. Then you can like, you know, you can stay here. I'm going to help you. You're free now. So they build the cabin um, and then they go back to this obelisk at some point. And now there's 13 names. And the 13th is the house of the triad. Mm-hmm. So what they've ended up doing is, spoiler alert, they've entered themselves in this like great game that is happening in this thing by building a structure they are now part of it. Uh-huh. And whenever there's more than 12, it triggers a war. Huh. So basically these guys use them to like, oh, oh to build a house. A so now it started a war and the mind flare was in charge of one of the houses. Right. Okay. Um, so from there, like it was, it was really fun. Cause like there was like a house of undead and this vampire was leading it. Mm-hmm. And like, he was real, like, let's make a deal type of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a house that was uh, all automatons. Mm. It's like machine stuff. Yeah. Um, and they were very like... What, what were the the robot characters in D&D? Um, the, there was a name for those. There was a name. They were like... They were sort of pseudo-steampunk robot. It was like Ax something? I don't remember now. Axiom or something like that? Or Ax... Uh, something... It was like one of the lead... Automata something? It was like one of the re- lead races in 4th uh, <clears throat> in Ed, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It became like a big thing. Well, they um they actually did the thing with that in um Eberron. The Eberron setting came out. Mm, okay. Uh, and they had the robot characters. Oh, I don't remember what they're called. Steamforged or something weird, but yeah. um but they basically yeah. were um yeah. They were that was a really cool. So yeah, that was one of the houses. And then like it was just like a bunch of different stuff, right? Yeah. And uh okay. one was like woodland creatures, but it was this really cool story of them mm-hmm. like building up their house, recruiting new people, trying mm. to like, you know, like survive, right? Sure. Because no one wanted to just outright kill them because th- if somebody killed them, then the war ended. Mm-hmm. And there were people that wanted that war to happen. So the people are protecting them and trying to keep them alive. And so, and they're like level one characters like, darn it! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure everybody loves hearing other, other people tell the story of their D&D right, campaign. Right, right. Yeah. It's fine. Like I said, <laughs> deal with it. But but no, anyways, that that was always exciting to me, like was telling a really fun story, oh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, you course. know, that was... That's that's, that was cool. Right. There's some people who play RPGs to roll dice <clears throat> and, and kill monsters and 
have strategic battles, and that was never me. I was always in it for the role playing and right. for the storytelling. Yeah, and we did a little bit of like battling and stuff in that, but I mean, it was a lot of the it yeah. was a lot of the RPG in, side of in figuring D&D, stuff out. When you're playing, literally, when you're playing D and D, you kind of have to do right the the battles, the strategic battles, miniatures, movement and stuff. But that's that's one of the reasons why the older I get, the more interested I am in 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 RPGs that don't have structured combat. Me too. Me too. Yeah. One thing I did do for that that was really cool was oh. I built a full life, well, not life size, but a uh, miniatures matching size house. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you remember the kind of nonsense that I was getting up to for our oh, DVDs, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. This was literally like two feet long by one foot wide. Oh, yeah. It had, um, I built it so it had um, ledges on the inside of the walls so uh-huh. they could stand on the walls. Nice. And each one was a square so that they could, like, yeah, great. Yeah. And we did like one battle in that, but it was amazing. Yeah. Cause like yeah. it was so cool. That, like yeah well i used to spend you know weeks before i was in game design well, right I, I was i would build huge paper craft uh, uh things yeah i remember i played yeah. those games with right. you. they were great fun i loved it yeah it was fun to put that stuff together just kind of goofy and stupid and, yep. and it was cheap because of course it was all is all on cardstock and, right yeah. yeah that was fun fun little paper yeah, craft that projects. was um that was cool so yeah oh D D D I do miss it Welcome to building the D and D with Rob and Jason. I don't miss the 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 financial investment, but I but right, I right. I do miss the fun of, <coughs> of doing that. Yeah, I mean, I have so many old books that I probably should get rid of, but like, yeah, but oh they're expensive. Gosh. They were expensive, and they're on fifth edition now, and I just can't buy all that stuff again. Right. I can't no, no, do no. it. No, I remember when they went from three point five to, to four. No, three to three point five, maybe. Yeah. No, three point five to. four. I don't remember. 3.5 to me was the pinnacle. Yeah. Like, a lot of people still say that. Yeah. Well, that's what Pathfinder is based on. And everybody's yeah. like, I mean, people who pay Pathfinder are basically people who run marathons, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. let me tell you all about it. Yeah. How do you know somebody <laughs> plays Pathfinder? Don't worry. They'll tell you. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I'm not judging Pathfinder. I've never played it, but it looks wicked awesome. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure so. it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a, I had an interesting conversation with my dad lately. This is completely unrelated to games. Oh, good. Fits right into our show. It does, right? Great. Yeah, because uh, we don't always talk about games. <coughs> no, it, I, was, it, I was being honest. Yeah, it was just it was just amusing to me, and I had to share it with somebody. So I'm going to share it with you. Um, nobody else is just listening, me. Right? Nobody, probably yeah. not. Um, my, At this my, point, probably not. <laughs> so my my dad my dad is uh, he's retired. He's 68. My dad's 68 years old. Okay. He your dad's that old. Yeah, it's not that old. No, but I mean, he that your dad looks like he's in his fifties, man. He's doing good. Oh, yeah, he's in good shape. Yeah. He's taking care of himself. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, my dad's sixty-eight, uh, and uh, uh, he's retired now. And in his retirement, he can't he can't not stay busy. So he uh, he got elected to his local local you know neighborhood associ- homeowners association board. And, Have they realized they've made a terrible mistake yet? Well, <laughs> so this. <laughs> In a couple of weeks, one of his his tasks is to host the newcomers party. Because my dad lives on a lake, right? Right. And the, you know the the it's a very fancy posh neighborhood on a lake. Yeah, um, about half the people who live in the lake feel like it's very fancy and posh. Right, and the other and they want to impose that at everyone else. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, so so he he's got to host the newcomers party. So anybody who's bought a house on the lake in you know in 2018 is invited to the newcomers party. Uh huh. So my dad's hosting this, and my dad called me and he's like, "So, you know, I'm, you know how old I am, and I think I'm going to be the oldest guy at this party by a, a lot." Because uh, of course, you know he he has been introduced to, to all the newcomers who are coming. Well, and it's right? newcomers, right? Old people. Sorry, 
older people are less likely to move to like you're like i would say your 40s 30s 40s are probably yeah. the prime zone for i have enough money that i can right. buy a, on a lake and enjoy it like yeah. the water sports side of it yeah right so so people buying houses on the lake are probably more like my age i'm 39 right. Right yeah now, right yeah. hey so, me too hey so um so he said so i you know i need to play some background music for this party and i and I just don't know what kind of background music to play. I feel like you shouldn't ask you that party. <laughs> and I started, I started to to say that I was like, Dad, well, I, I mean, I appreciate that, but I don't know that I'm a good judge. I mean, I know what I like. You could ask Christine. Yeah, but I'm not sure that I know what somebody else would like. And he said, Well, no, 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 I'm not asking for a lot. I was, I was talking to somebody about this, and they suggested I just turn on Pandora. I said, oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. And he said, yeah, but you got to pick a station on Pandora. Top hits. It's not hard. And and so so what was recommended to me is there's a station called Hipster Dinner Party. <laughs> <laughs> Hipster Dinner Party. I'm like, oh, okay, Dad. All right. He said, I wonder if you could do me a favor and listen to that at some point in the <laughs> next week and tell me if you think it would be okay or not. <laughs> Did you listen to it? I have not yet. Oh, I, you need to report back on that because yeah. I want to know what, what's on that hipster station. dinner party. Right. Yeah. So I, I need to I need to do that now, and I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah. Awesome. Um. So we'll see how that goes. I, that was just really amusing to me, and and the kind of weird request that that is weird, but in hindsight is not strange at all coming from my father. Yeah. 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 No, but you know what? Kudos to him for saying. Yeah. Listen, I may not be able to identify these with these people musically. So rather than putting them off, I'm going to ask my son, who also probably won't identify with that musically, uh, <laughs> after asking for some other advice to verify that hipster yeah. dinner party is yeah. the... Right. It's just funny. And of course, if my dad was allowed to, to pick the music on his own, he'd be listening to, you know, top hits of the 1950s and 60s. Oh, ooh, and, yeah. Yeah. So that would not be... That's not I, the right choice. I can't make too much fun of that because I grew up actually... Uh, my parents were divorced, so I'd spend every other weekend with my dad. And when I was with my dad... I went to bed every night uh, listening to Solid Gold Saturday Nights. Yeah. Solid Gold Saturday Night. Mm-hmm. And that was all like the turtles and the, I mean, like, it was. Hey, look, there ain't nothing wrong with the turtles. No, it was, I'm saying it was, no, I'm not, it was good stuff. Okay. The, one of the biggest things my dad did for me was like, I have an extremely eclectic taste in music. Yeah. And it is all because of him. Like, sure. I mean, my mom listened to the radio and stuff, which was great. But like, my dad still listens to new stuff on the radio and he's in his, he's in his late sixties too. Yeah. Right. Um, but like he taught me that, you know, just because music might be outside of what you'd normally listen to, yeah, it's, it's worthwhile. And I'm going to tell you, cause people want to know my mm-hmm. favorite album of all time, my yeah. favorite album of all time. And I, I only have my dad to thank for this because it's not something that if you don't know it, you'd be like, what? Paul Simon, Graceland. Oh, Graceland's I think a fantastic is, album. It's the best thing he's ever done, and it's. Yeah. I think it's one of the top ten albums, probably of all time. Yeah. Um, that mm, mix of the. It's really good. I don't know if I can say top ten of all time, but it's really good. It's just like, like I he introduced that to me when I was like fourteen. Yeah. And I was like, "This is what is this? This that's, is crazy!" With like the tribal music and stuff. Yeah, that's like probably the about the stuff. age I was too when I first heard it, which makes sense because we were about the same age. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, like I found it again. Like I rediscovered it. Like like 15, 20 years later, and was like, "Oh my gosh, this is still so good!" It, in fact, this is my favorite weirdest story that ever happened to me. I walked in to a campground store. Right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this dude's in there, African American guy, older. Um, he's 
got this sweet mustache, like just like this, like wow, yeah. that mustache, dude, like Tom Selleck mustache, right? Okay, uh, like I was impressed, right? Yeah, and he um he's talking to the lady up front, and the guy's a little different, right? He seems a little little different, and um, I kid you not, I'm standing there, and he just looks over at me and he says, kind of cocks his head, and he goes, "Don't I know you from the cinematographer's party?" Which is the line from the song, and yeah, I right. and I looked at him, and I was like, "Holy crap!" And I and I and the lady kind of like looks at him, like, "Dude, like, what is wrong with you?" And then she looks at me like, "That guy's weird." And I just looked back and I said, "Who am I to blow against the wind?" Yeah. And he said, "I know what I know." And then we started laughing, and this poor lady was just like super alienated by me yeah. and this dude. Um, it was one of the most surreal moments I've ever had, but it was so like that's great, amazing, yeah. right? That's great. Like that that guy took a chance that maybe I'd heard this Paul Simon song. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean that album it was a huge hit. It was. It yeah. was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was his. It was his biggest thing sure. outside of Simon and Garfunkel, right. probably. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, of course, it, you can call me Al. Right. Well, that yeah. was the, that was like the real hit off. That. Yeah. Like, right. That's what got people. That to was buy the big it, single. You know? Yeah. But I mean. Oh, the um, diamonds like, on the soles of her shoes yeah. is a great song. Homeless, is homeless good is a great song. Oh, I'm man. still like even later in that album, it gets into like um, uh, crazy love too, which is about Fat Charlie the Archangel. Which oh, really I good. like that song. Yeah, that's uh, right. I forgot about the that myth one. of fingerprints. Myth oh, of the fingerprints yes. is so good. I know, yes. right? That, that oh, is a great. Gosh, I yeah, really yeah. is a great album. Right, yeah. or even boy. I mean, like every song. There's not like almost every album I listen to. I will turn into a playlist. Yeah, and just get rid of songs I don't like. Sure. That one, I can't imagine. I won't even let myself listen to it on shuffle because yeah. it ruins it. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so well mastered so that it flows right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's, sorry, Builders. We should talk about games, huh? It's a good album, though. It is, right? Yeah. All right. So um, you have a cool topic we're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even really sure how to, <laughs> how to come at this, but. Well, just tell me what you, tell them what you told yeah. me. Yeah. And then we'll we'll go from there. So I've got I've got a an offer kind of kind of in the early stages of an offer from a publisher right now, um, uh, and and it's I it's because it's not like a formal it's I guess it's I guess it's an official offer it's it's kind of the beginning of a negotiation I suppose or or just they asked you a question they asked me a question once right? you answer it then then we're gonna move forward yeah then right. they're gonna okay and they're gonna right. move forward. So so they basically said, "Hey Rob, we really like this game. We we want to we want to work with you on this. Uh, there's two ways we can do this. We will give you X percent if you just sell it to us right now, uh, and uh, and we'll take it from here, or we'll give you Y percent, which was a little bit higher than X, uh, if you want to continue doing development work on it for us, right? And then hand it over to us after a little while longer, right? Uh, and in and, and I mean that's." So my response to that first was my response is wow I mean I mean, that's I'm really glad you guys are excited about it thank you so much can you tell me more about why right if if we right. go with why what are your expectations right right, right 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 yeah just to clarify did they offer anything up front and would that change uh the uh, you know a, an advance was not discussed okay okay yeah so, so we haven't gotten that far yet cool cool yeah so it was just sort of like hey this, these are the two directions we can go let's talk about this right well okay. the reason I ask is because obviously. If they were willing to give you X for an advance to do no more work, or Y for an advance that was better to do more work, that also changes. The it absolutely factors right? in, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, so, and I'm not. I can't talk about any other details of contract stuff right, because right. that's inappropriate. But really, it's the setup thing. This is the thing. This right? is the challenge, right? So, so, um, what what I'm faced with here is, is this decision of saying, and and I'll also say the the percentage, the amount of percentage, really isn't that important to me. 
because I think I've been uh, uh, open about this uh, on the show before, is that this really is just a hobby for me. And, and as long as I'm, right. as long as I'm, pay, I'm paying for the hobby, I'm I, I, even if I'm not paying for the hobby, I'm honestly right because it was years before I was right. actually yeah. breaking even. Any any time you get money, it's from nice this, when I get a check in that. the mail. I'm always like, hey, yeah, sweet, it's like free money. That's right. kind of what it feels like, right? right? Even though you worked hard for it, exactly right. So so it's not about the money. So so that percentage uh, difference there is really kind of negligible and inconsequential to me. That's not something that I really even care about because I'm just doing this for fun. Um, the the decision that I'm presented with here is is um, what do I want to put my creative energy into, right? Right. And and do I want to do I want to keep working on this game, this thing creatively, and keep doing work and polishing and develop more development and uh, um, really see this through to the end, or do I want to do I want to let it go and say cool I'm sure that those folks will do a great job with it because they've made other great games uh, and then I can divert my creative energies into something new something different right 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 and so that's kind of the decision that I'm faced with here so so if, if you're some other game designer I think the first question to ask yourself is do you have one of those things you like better, right? Like there are some game designers who make new games all the time who will tell you development is my jam. Yeah. I would rather do development than mm-hmm. something else. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And, yeah. And looking back in my, in my past, and I've done both before. In, in both cases, I've, I've, I've signed a deal and said, here we go, we're done. You take it from here. Uh, and in other cases, I've said, yeah, let's, you know, th- thank you for this. Let's work together. Let's finish this game. This game is not finished yet. Right. Um, but but in every case in the past, when I when I signed the deal and just let it go and say done with it here, I I have felt like creatively I was done with it, and luckily right. luckily that um that kind of lined up with the offer that I was getting, you know you know mm-hmm. in a way, uh to to say you know I'm I'm kind of done creatively with it and I'm happy with the game and I think it's a fun game, and then publisher if you have more work you want to do with it, fantastic go to it you know you're not gonna hurt my right, feelings right. if you change things, um. And I, there's one game in particular I can absolutely, I know you're talking about where they said, hey, you don't have to do anything else with this. And you were like, great, because yeah. that's where I'm at with this. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know? And and then in other cases, it's been, you know, I I, I worked really hard on the game and really uh, worked really hard on the design and, and knew that it was at, you know, 80% and I wanted to finish it. I wanted to carry it through. And, and the publisher wanted me to do that. And that's great. So one of the things I want to point out that's amazing about this, right, is mm-hmm. the publisher asked you. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, most publishers will give you an offer, and the expectation is that you will help them develop it, which mm-hmm. is not a bad expectation. Just to be clear, mm-hmm. um, but it's really cool that they actually said, like, "Hey, listen, here's what we're willing to give you. Uh, here's what we're willing to give you if you're willing to do more work." Yeah. Um, and it is work, right? And so, I mean, that's that's really cool. I mean, I've never worked with a publisher to where I felt like I don't want to keep working with them. I've been very fortunate that. The two publishers I've worked with um, who've got my games out there, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is good. Like, I yeah. feel good about working with them, you know. And uh, we've we've saw uh, we've seen eye to eye creatively very well, and that's yeah. been helpful. So, yeah. 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 So, so what I have to decide here is is it, oh, and then so this this design that this offers on, I I was not planning to be done with it creatively. Like, I was I was mm-hmm. still had plans on continuing forward and had a direction to work on. Um, and and was still f- intending 100% to keep going on this design but but now i've been in this situation where so so if i if i continue if i say you know what i'm going to take the higher percent 
uh, because I want to see this game through to the end. That's just basically what I was already planning to do. But if I say, oh, you know what? I'll, you guys take it from here and I'll be done. Then that means I'm, I'm finished with that project much, much sooner than I expected to be. Uh, and, and now and, and I would feel freed up to try new things and, and, and go down some new avenues like that. The bingo RPG, for example. Right. 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 Th- that would be something that I'd be able to work on this winter. Right. That I wasn't planning to get to be- done. So that's the thing. Um, yeah, I, I really want to, because <clears throat> I think it's a funny, stupid idea. It's fantastic is what it is. So, so yeah, that's the dilemma, right? Yeah. Is, um, so let's let's work. And, and I'm not complaining, by the way. This is this is a really nice position for me to be oh, in. Oh no no no! Yeah, it's, but it's a decision you have to make. And yeah, again, yeah. normally it's just kind of assumed the publisher is going to keep asking you questions. So here's a question I have, like, and this is nothing against that publisher. Yeah, I, I know I know who the you publisher know you right yeah, but I don't actually know that publisher. If this was like I don't know like Mark or Jason or even AJ, like I know those dudes. Yeah. So if you were to say like like for instance like like Mark. Mark, I love you if you're listening. This is not a bad thing to say about you, but like if you said to me, I will give you this much money to help develop this or less to not, I would take the money because I know you and you would call me anyways and be like, well, really, what do you think about this? Because we love working together on sure. stuff, right? Yeah. So it's a good thing. Um, yeah. But anyways, so like, so with like, what I'm saying is frame, framing that, mm-hmm. what are the odds these people call you anyways and say, wait, no, seriously, well, we, 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 we have more questions. I, and I, I have no illusions that I'm sure that they would still from time to time reach out and say, hey, what do you think about this? Hey, this is the direction we're taking, <clears throat> right? I, I, I fully expect that they would do that. Um, it, but, but in turn, of course, I'm thinking, you know, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to be on the hook for your deadlines. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to carry the load of all the playtesting is, is kind of my, my feeling about right. that. Yeah. And that, Hey, if I can, I'll play test, but I'm not, it's not my job to play test. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Okay. So looking at the idea of, of time, right. Mm-hmm. They want to say, have this done in the next three months or so. I'm going to guess. I'm um, not sure. We'll say three to six months. Let's yeah. Sure. So in the next three to six months, you're not preparing for anything, right? Like you right. don't have any conventions to prepare right. for. You're not going to unpub right. as I'm not either. Um, so that's, mm-hmm. that's not great, but I mean, that's good is the fact that you don't have anything to prepare for. Right. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like you are missing out by, by making that choice? Yes or no. It's a good question. Um, looking back over the last couple of years, um, my, my winters have been less productive for me. Um, especially, you know, yeah, (laughs) especially between the holidays, you know, from after post Halloween to, you know, the new year, that's kind of the least productive quarter of the year for me. I mean, realistically speaking, because we're after the end of con season, I'm not really, I'm not really working toward, I don't have a, a, a close up major milestone or goal to work toward. Right. And so, so Typically, I'm. I'm. This is the least productive time of the year when it comes to design, and and I kind of have come to be okay with that to let myself relax a little bit over the winter. Um, so um, it might be nice to let myself relax again over the winter, but I don't have to. I mean, that's that's not. Yeah, that's yeah. Those, those are really good thoughts. So I've played this game numerous times, right? Yeah. The one thing I'll say is if you had to develop a game from from my perspective, mm-hmm. this is a pretty easy one to develop. It is. Because the iterations of the game are pretty easy. Play yeah. testing the game is is wicked easy. Like you could this is a game you could actually play test solo 
and get meaningful information sure. out of. Yeah. Because you, I, there's no way when you play one side and then you move to the other side of the table or whatever, you're not going to be like, oh, I was planning on this. You're just not. like yeah, Because yeah, yeah. of the way the game works, right. I, I think at least. Yeah. Um, hmm. So one of the other thoughts that I'm having, right, is is that so so creatively I'm going in 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 the specific direction, and and there are a few features of the game, uh, not not to say the game is super complicated, but there are some features of the game where I kind of want it to be more detailed, to to, to, okay. have, to have more detail, a little more focus on it. Whereas I think the publisher is interested in simplifying those some of those aspects, right? Okay, right. Um, and ultimately, if they sign the deal, it's up to the publisher what we do. But as long as I'm I'm engaged with the development, then I can continue to advocate for my preference in these areas. But in the end, it's, it's their decision. So, so it might be something that I lose anyway. Flip side in the beginning, they could, you could advocate for that. They could say, no, simplify it. And you could hate dealing with that. And that so would there's, cause there's frustration. So there's devil's advocate, right? Yeah. Because you're like, right. wow, I really hate how this works now. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually my fault because I'm the one working on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, just to kind of, I don't know, there's a whole lot more to talk about around it. Um, but where my head is right now is that I'm leaning towards just letting it go and just letting them them take it from here. Um, but... Um, I still and, and I and I sent them this question back about you know what can you give me more details about what further development means define that for mm-hmm. me and I and I haven't heard back from them yet um, so I still I'm still hoping to get an answer to that question and depending on what their preferences are around that I think that'll help me make my make my choice um, and 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 again I think it's super cool that the publisher gave me that option that they said hey these are the two paths we can go and we're okay with either one. And I like right. that. And I, I don't know what their preference is, honestly. I could see, obviously, you know, more profits for them is great, but less less development time, less of a load to carry on their side also they might right. like as well. So, um, Well, and you, frankly, brought a game to them that they like. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're rather than them trying to figure out how to make it better, they'd rather say, this is how we want it to be better. Can you do that for us? Yeah. It's also a lot of pressure. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm honestly not advocating for either side because it's not my problem. But um, I, I think if if you wanted my opinion, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Honestly, I think you can't go wrong here. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. You've right. listed enough pros and cons to both. Yeah. That frankly, I think that it really just comes down to what you feel like doing. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, we'll see where that goes. Hopefully, I'll we'll, I'll, we'll be able to continue the conversation. Uh, I will be able to con- continue the conversation with them. Cool. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, and hopefully, I'll be able to make some more positive announcements on the show in the future. Awesome. Yeah. But by the way, speaking of speaking of positive announcements, uh, I hope that everybody has already gone out there and backed Fallen Treasures on oh, yeah. Kickstarter right now. Yeah. Uh, we are actually recording this the day before the campaign goes live. But when you guys hear oh, this, it's already I been I went live. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the third went live for for builders for you guys listening went live last Tuesday Tuesday of last week. If you've not checked it out, please please go back it on Kickstarter. Uh, Fallen Treasures from Card Lords. Uh, it's my little uh, press your luck slash trick taking game about octopuses under the ocean collecting things that have fallen from uh, from passing ships and uh, and comparing them and and trying to decide who has the coolest collection. Um, it's it's goofy and fun and it, it's 
it's a, the art is just freaking adorable, uh, and I, I couldn't be happier with it. Uh, so please, uh, we'd love your support on that. Um, Cardlords makes great games, um, and they, what kind of kind of their cool thing is is for their small small box games, their small tuck box games, they come in a really really nice rugged plastic box, so it travels super well. Uh, That's cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, for anybody who likes to take games with them on, uh, on the move like I do, I definitely, I'm a huge traveler with games. Uh, especially small stuff that I can fit in a pocket. I really like that a lot. I was trying to find it out here, but... Because uh, it's not up yet. It's up tomorrow. Oh, I get Because you said... <laughs> yeah, no, now I get it. We, yeah. we're, we don't, we're recording on the same day we normally record on. That's why I'm confused. Yeah. Hey, hey, it's all good. Okay. <laughs> I was like, why is this the problem? It's not coming up. This is not good. <clears throat> I'm like, am I spelling it wrong? How do I spell fallen treasures just, wrong? Just like, like it sounds. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. No, it's like, a, is it falling treasures? What go, is that? Yeah, going live tomorrow for you and me, but uh, right. last week for the builders. Awesome. Uh, anyway, so that was my little plug. Hey, how are we doing on time? Do we have time for you to pitch a game? We do. We do. Uh, this one won't take super long because okay. it's a pitch challenge. Hey. So last week, Rob did a cool pitch challenge about a box uh, using a box in an interesting way as inspired by our boy Julio. Uh, yeah. So um, uh, yeah. So uh, the, the idea is so he, uh, Julio's challenge was to use the boxes uh, as a core mechanic in the game. Because uh, uh, of course it was. Of course it was. So, some people are one trick pony. Right. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take that, take that all the way to the bank, bro. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, that was um, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, so uh, you're, we're going to give you the same challenge now, Jason. Do you want? Because last time you gave me a theme. Do you yep. want me to give you a theme or another mechanic to use with it? I don't really care. You can give me both. You can give me one. You can give me the other. You can make this as bad as possible. This game is not going to be good. Mm, okay, then I'll give you both. Oh gosh, I'll give you. I'll give you. Make it good. A mechanic is a time track. Okay. Okay, and the theme is fancy dress. <laughs> what? Like 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 formal formal wear fancy fancy dress fancy dress party okay. black tie okay. I got it I okay. got it All right, shut go up. stop talking here's what's gonna happen okay um, <laughs> this is a two player game um, two player game uh, that's gonna be impossible to make or sell because it's so expensive but it's gonna be that's great. understood that's fine okay so you are competing fashion designers right good um, and uh, what you're gonna have is you're gonna have uh, a bunch of um, face down. Uh, cardboard cutouts like chipboard cutouts of clothes attire right okay um so uh why those why not cards because i'm not making this game no right. i kind of want to now it's already a really good game in my head so um <laughs> so what'll happen is at the beginning of the round you're so basically you're going to be um uh shopping for these things right oh so they'll all be face down but because they're cut out you can kind of see if that's a dress or a uh-huh. skirt or a top right yeah um and we'll um for the uh, we'll say they're men's and women's clothes, right? Sure. Um, and uh, there might be hats and stuff, so you can gauge what it is, but you can't see what it looks like in the front, right? Sure. So, so off to the side, you've got this area where you put all the stuff. That's going to be like the vintage clothing store, right? Because mm-hmm. you guys are like hipsters. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a hipster. It's basically a hipster dinner hipster party. Hipster dinner right? party. <laughs> it's, it's like, this is totally <laughs> hipster yeah. dinner party. All right. Um, yeah. Good. So, um, the box, um, the box. <laughs> now, the inside of the box have not have like a little hook uh-huh. on the inside of both of them, right? Oh. So you you face the box so that the outside is facing your opponent, right? 
The inside is your closet. So you're like standing it up on end. Yeah. The inside is your closet where you're going to build the outfits. I like that, Jason. That's good. Yeah, right, right? I know. I'm really excited about this, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not at all what I envisioned when when then you gave me those ideas. This feels really good. Um, So the pieces, right? So you pick up the pieces uh, and you you basically are are drafting them or maybe you're even purchasing them. Uh Um, uh, Kind of like, um, uh, what's that game called? Uh, Patchwork. Uh, kind of like a patchwork style. Okay, okay. So they're face down. I'm gonna, and they have a money money symbol on the back, which mm. also might help me know what it is or how much it's worth, right? Mm-hmm. So I would pick it up, uh, and then what I do is I've got my kind of ones in front of me that I can look at. Yeah. Uh, and by the end of the round, you know, we'll do we'll go back and forth, uh, paying money and drafting, um, and then after X number of turns, we'll say five. Okay. Now it's time to make an outfit. Right. Okay. So you'll hook the top thing off the thing, which always the shirts and stuff will always have like a little hook on top, maybe yeah. like a hanger. Yeah. So you put that there, and then you put other accessories accessories on it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you have the reveal, where you turn it around, and the goal is so the sorry I don't know if I mentioned this or not. There'd be cards that you would flip up in the beginning that would say this is, this is uh the event you're designing for. Right. Okay. Um. And on that event card, um, then you'd each get a separate card that would have something like um, one thing you're going to get a bonus for if you can use in a certain mm. way. Like maybe it's a color, like green. Green is the new black this fall, right? Or something like that, right? Okay. So, uh, and the other person gets theirs too, right? But then there's also things that you know about that dinner party. It needs to be formal, blah, 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 blah. And you have to okay. get as close to that as possible, plus your secret conditions, right? Yeah. So you turn them around. The rules tell you what you've gotten based on that, right? Um, and then the winner is going to earn money based on whatever the prize was. And you'll know what the prize is ahead of time. Plus mm-hmm. you know what your secret bonus prize might be monetarily wise. Right. Sure. So money is the way you win the game and is the way you buy stuff. Right. Okay. So you start with a budget. Um, but you're trying to kind of make sure that your budget matches what the prize is so that you're not overspending. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you would start with some resources, obviously. So, but you're obviously. trying to manage those, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm thinking that if you've got a piece of clothing you really hate, you could sell it back for half price. Um, okay. At any time. Like, yeah. so if I got three things, I'm almost broke. I'm going to sell these three shirts back face down. Yeah. You may even start with a few things randomly. Okay. Um, just because that kind of makes sense. Right. Maybe. Um, yeah, I feel like that kind of makes sense because you mm-hmm. you know you're a designer, right? You've got some stuff laying around, right? Sure, sure. So the inside of the box, I think, would look like um, would look like one of those um, like body things that they have. You know what I'm talking about? What's like the like the dress dummy? Yeah, 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 but not like a mannequin, like the dress dummy with yeah. no head and stuff. No right? head, no arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you wanted to make that a one, two, or three player game, I mean uh-huh. a two or three player game, yeah. uh, you could make the judging more formal. Where um, the judge actually, um, like, there's one person even around as a judge, right? Oh, yeah. And then they pick what's best based on the criteria and then grant another bonus or something. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But I think it's just a two-player heads-up game. Honestly, the game sounds like fun. I would play that game. It's not bad. You didn't didn't incorporate the time track, but that's okay. Oh, oh, um, well, um, yeah, no, I got nothing. (laughs) But I I feel really good about that game, though, man. That's that's not bad. That's not bad. That was probably one of the better pitch challenges I've done in a while. I yeah. feel like that feels like a real game. I don't want to make it because it sounds like a pain in the butt, but, um, yeah, that's, that's a neat idea though, that to actually, you'd have to have like a hook that you clip onto the edge of the, of the, yep. uh, uh, box, like a little plastic clip thing with a hook yeah. underneath it. Yeah. That's, that's neat. 
I like that. And then you just got little connector ones that you hook right. between each piece. And right. Like, it could be fun, right? Could like how fun. neat do you turn the box around to reveal? Like, yeah. It's kind of cool. It's kind of neat. It's so. kind of neat. Ta-da. Yeah. That's, that's fun. And the only reason it's two players because there's only two halves to a box. Well, yeah, right, right, yeah. I, I mean, certainly you could, um, you could do it with multiple players by having two inserts. Like if it was mm-hmm. a larger box and two inserts. Yeah. And then the inserts would be the same height as the box if the box right. was sideways. So two players would get the bigger ones and one would get the smaller. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. So yeah. So then it could be a four player game, but yeah. I kind of like it as a two player game. Yeah. Like it just sounds kind of fun. So yeah. Hipster dinner party coming to a store near you soon. <laughs> It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Well done. Well done. Thanks. If nothing else, for sure, one of the events will be called Hipster Dinner Party. It would have to be. I mean, right, right? Yeah, it would have to be. Julio, Julio, buddy, call me. Yeah. This, this is our game, man. We'll make this together. Let's figure this out. Right. We've been talking about working on something. This, this is it, man. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys were already working on like four things together. We were working on one big thing together, and we, uh, well, the game you played, and we yeah. kind of put that on hold for now only because. Um, yeah, we're just we're both been really busy, so we're trying to figure out a, something yeah. smaller we could focus on together. Sure. And so, yeah. Anyways, yay! Yeah, well, hipster dinner party is it? It is the game. It's time for an email. When you can send your emails to buildingthegamepodcast at gmail dot com. Let's see if we have any emails or many emails or maybe just one email. We're about to find out. Well, we've got some different emails. Uh, I don't remember if I read this one or not. Okay. Uh. Yeah, no, we did. Yeah, no, we did. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Um, nope. We talked about that one. Great. Uh, and the same person sent a few more, um, but it's a pitch challenge, so let's save that. Okay. Um, and he has a bunch of suggestions. Actually, his name is Will Bowler. He has a bunch of suggestions about um, what you could do with Soda Kings. Oh, yeah? I'm oh. going to forward that to you. Okay. Well, why don't you just read on the show because it's yeah. real long. So, oh, instead okay. of reading, I'm going to forward it to you. Right. Well, thanks, Will. Um so yeah, Robert right. Couch. There you go. I almost just said your email aloud. Don't do that. <laughs> Actually, I mean it's not that big a deal, but <laughs> like, hey, know- I just got an email from BTG Podcast. It's probably spam. I delete it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so no emails. So no emails. Okay. No. All emails. right. So we got some voicemails. We're gonna do those on another episode because we okay. got a bunch of them. So okay. Mostly from Len. Who we haven't heard from a while. He's alive, so that's good. That's news. good. I'm so, glad. Yes. To, I'm glad to hear that he's still kicking. Good. All right. Anything else then? Anything you want to plug? No, I think we're good. Yeah. Good. All right. Yeah. yeah check out Fallen Treasures right now. Kickstarter. Right. Yeah. You get won't it. regret it. It's a fun little game. Buy it. You could say it's a great little ma- great little game that will make a great big connection, but you, you can't, might get sued. You can't actually say that. Right. I mean, it is a great little game. And I think it would make a really strong connection. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, but uh, it's probably not trademarked. I mean, you could probably say I don't know. He, he might like like punch you next time he sees you. But. He might. He doesn't listen to this though. <clears throat> That's probably true. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, uh, Fallen Treasures on Kickstarter right now from Card Lords. Uh, scope it out. Do it. Yeah. Back it. Thank you guys. Uh, and I guess that's all all we got then for tonight. So uh, thank you again for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, shoot us an email. Just load it in the chamber and pull the trigger to building the game podcast at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter at podcast btg jason is at ja slingerland i am at poorly underscore design i don't know why i just went with the gun uh metaphor i don't know that was very unlike you it is a little uncomfortable with it i'm gonna be honest i'm not i'm not a gun guy nope yeah so yeah 
Okay. You can call your Google Voice number at 770-TELL-BTG. This is our preferred method of contact. Yes. If you care what we think, we would right. rather you called us. Right. And the more voicemails from more people, the better, because we don't want to just play... Uh, we don't want a voicemail episode that's just all Len for, for <laughs> right. an hour. Len doesn't want that either. So. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can uh, check out the website, buildinggamepodcast.com. Fo- uh, I already did the follows. Like us in places. Give us good reviews on uh, podcast apps. And... Uh, We'll do this again next week. Again, we'll be back in the studio next week. For sure, yep. yep. Two more episodes should be coming at you from the studio. Minimum. Yeah, so. All right. Okay, good night. Good night. Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast. Next time on Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game. You coughed your nitro. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you just, didn't tell me you were going to start. You just start. killed it. <clears throat> <sighs>